Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Horror Nights In with your host, me, Crystal. So tonight, we will be discussing Cam. I will be giving you my honest and horrific opinion, and if this is the first time you've heard my voice, hello and welcome. I upload a new episode every Saturday night around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because I have no boyfriend or husband that I know of yet. Uh, and be sure to follow me on all my social media. Um, I am on Twitter at Horror Daddies Are Us. It's definitely a fun time over there, so be sure to follow me on there. You can also follow me on Instagram, but I'm definitely more active on my Twitter. Uh, I know the link is either um, above you or uh, below you, depending on how you're listening to this and how you're listening to my voice. So... Um, I just wanted to um, say that I am back from Colorado, and thank you guys for all the support on Twitter. Um, I was a little nervous about posting the one photo um, in front of Room 217, but I was really happy with the feedback. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to fill you guys in on. Um, I'm going to a football game tomorrow, an NFL football game, which is definitely not something that I would do on a normal everyday basis, but um, it should be fun. I'm just going to bring a lot of vodka with me to hopefully get through the whole day because we are starting with tailgating and then we're going to go watch the football game. It's the Eagles and the Giants. So if you guys know, I am, uh, I reside in the Philadelphia area, so obviously I'm going to cheer for the Eagles, but I do not really partake in football, but the person I'm going with is a huge Eagles fan, so by default I have to root for the Eagles. I apologize if you're listening, you're a Giants fan. I apologize if you're listening, you don't really care at all about football, <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, uh, tonight we are going to be discussing Cam, which I'm really excited about. If you guys have never listened to one of my podcasts before, I usually start with uh, the Rotten Tomatoes reading, the IMD- IMDb reading. I give you a little synopsis of the movie, and then I also go into very detailed discussion of the movie. Um, and I also, at the end, I do talk about any interviews or fun facts I find about the movie. Um, and later in the show, which I'm very, very, very excited about, I have a guest, um, I did interview her off camera, we just, I slid into her DMs, and she was kind enough to answer my questions, um, I will give you a little hint, she is a real life cam girl, um, which I find very, very interesting, and she was super sweet and very nice, And she took the time out of her day to answer my questions. Um, So I will be linking all of her, uh, I'll link her social media and also her um, Instagram. So if you guys want to know what she looks like (laughs) and if you want to follow her, you're into that. um, Definitely go and check her out. I'm going in in the show notes. I'll have everything listed. So you can definitely go show her some love. So, Rotten Tomatoes gave Cam a 93% with 62 of the audience liking it, and IMDb gave it a 6.1 out of 10. So, Cam was released November 16th of this year to limited screenings, but um, it was available immediately on Netflix. 
and it was directed by Daniel Goldhaber, and it was also written by him along with Isa Maze. Now, uh, Maze was actually the sole screenwriter for, uh, screenwriter for Cam, and um, the two were each other's first high school relationship. Um, later, he would go on to direct her first online porn. Um, Mazea being, she was actually a cam girl herself. Uh, she pulled from her personal experience in order to create this film. This film is not rated and it has a running time of 94 minutes. And as I said before, you can watch this on Netflix right now. So a quick synopsis of this film is centered around cam girl Alice, who has dedicated her life to making her cam girl dreams come true, but wakes up one morning to see that someone or something has stolen her identity. Um, so as I said, I have a very special guest a little later in the show, a real life cam girl who is very sweet, uh, to agree to be on the show to talk about cam and to share her own experiences with camming. So please stick around for that. I'm super excited um to read her question to read her answers I actually haven't read her answers to the questions yet which could be a positive or a negative but like I said this show is my show I do what I want I say what I want and I encourage anyone that comes on my show to do the same <laughs> so uh before we get into the movie I kind of wanted to take a minute or two to talk about sex work in the porn industry um, so you guys know by now, um, if you've been listening to me for the last, uh, I think this is going to be my seventh or eighth episode of Horror Nights and now I'm very open and honest when it comes to all the topics. Um, I totally support, uh, all the cam girls and guys out there making their living online and living their best caming life. I have zero issues with guys and girls wanting to take their clothes off in the privacy of their own homes or, you know, wherever they choose to broadcast as long as it's safe illegal. Um, I think camming is so much more controlled and personal than the porn that you'd find online. Um, I'm super fascinated by this world. I love reading and watching documentaries on camming and like how guys and girls get into camming. Um, I don't know if you guys know about the Netflix series. There's, there's three or four, um, documentaries on Netflix, but the one that I like, um, is hot girls wanted. Um, I thought that was a really uh, great documentary. It's very eye-opening in the porn uh, world of porn, especially for younger girls. Um, there's also a few other ones. It's like after porn ends, I think there's like a one and two segment. They also have like a really good document. There's also, um, I think it's like Hot Girls Wanted 2, where it delves deeper into the worlds of porn, but it also talks about dating and sex in general. And I just, I love those documentaries because I think that, you know, porn and sex and sex work and dating and all these things just have such a bad stigma and there's like a taboo around them when I just, I think that there should be more light shed onto this world of camming and this world of, you know, sex work because a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, I just, I would never do that or I've never watched that. And, you know, how can people do that to themselves? And it's like, everybody's different. You have to respect everybody's um, own work values and, and the things that they want to do. And, you know, as long, and this is what I say, I was like, you know what, as long as it's legal and, you know, you're doing the best you can for yourself and this is something that you're passionate about, I I honestly say do it, go for it, you know, live your life. And, you know, I could say the same thing with podcasting. 
podcasting is such a passion of mine. I love doing it. Um, now I don't make any money doing this <laughs> yet. Um, but you know, caming, it's just, it's a passion for these girls. It's something they like doing. They find, they find creativity in it and they, you know, they, they're so creative because if you think about the world of caming, like they have to make sure that they're doing something fun and creative and they have to one up this person, one up that person to get into, you know, the top 10 or the, you know, top 50, top 20, whatever it is. Like these girls work really hard and it kind of reminds me of YouTubers in a way. YouTubers have to do the same thing. Of course, they're not taking their clothes off and getting money for, you know, taking their clothes off. I mean, some of them might. <laughs> I mean, YouTube has definitely gone down a crazy dark, dark black hole lately. So I don't even know what goes on there anymore, but I definitely know that sex sells when it comes to anything. So I... I just think that more people need to be open about um, camming and sex work because this is these are people that you know are are they find you know they find they find joy in doing these things like I find joy in podcasting I love podcasting and you know people that I know that are in camming they or the people that I've talked to they enjoy doing it it's their passion that's what they like doing. And I'm not going to sit here and judge anybody that does that. Like I said, as long as it's safe and it's legal, live your life. So anyway, <laughs> that was my little rant. So, um, so, <laughs> um, I personally wouldn't do camming, but like I said, I don't disapprove of it. Um, and I'd rather kind of be, I'd rather watch than play kind of like the movie nerve where you pick to be a watcher or a player. You definitely would rather watch. Um, do I watch camming? No, it's not really my thing. Um, I would rather just watch regular porn, <laughs> you know, wham, bam, thank you, man, get in there. But you know, there's a lot of people that like just sitting there and watching it. And I would rather watch it than, than actually participate. But anyway, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into the movie. So the movie uh, starts out with us being introduced to our main lady character, Alice uh, slash Lola. So Alice is her real biological name and Lola is her name on her camming site. Um, it's played by, um, um, the actress who plays her is played by Madeline Brewer, who was also in The Handmaid's Tale. Um, right off the bat, I wanted to comment on how beautiful this actress is and how I really like her with the dark hair. Uh, the photos that I was finding of her, she had like a, uh, like a strawberry blonde, blonde hair, like blonder hair. And I want to say that she's completely, she's stunning in her dark hair. And I want to say she kind of does look a little bit like Kendall Jenner. Um, that's just my take on it. I think Kendall Jenner is freaking stunning. So definitely a huge compliment for her. Um, so the movie starts and we see that Alice is currently camming in a completely decked out pink room. And she's only wearing panties, a cropped orange letterman jacket, and knee socks. We keep hearing a message alert going off, um, which we assume are her fans slash guys. And of course, you know, she's talking back. She's interacting. Um, the screen pans out and we see we are looking at her live feed and her and her guys are commenting. Um, we also see how many viewers she has and of course her rank, which is currently at 62 and rising. Um, her camera room is also super cute. She's got furry carpets, oversized stuffed animals, and a treasure chest filled with her sex toys. 
Um, we then see that as her watchers tip her, she moves up in her ranking. So obviously, the more money you're getting tipped, the higher your rank is. Um, so Alice then gets a message from an anonymous visitor who asks how much for you to use a knife because she's at the point where she wants to have her come show um, and her guys can pick what she uses to come and one anonymous visitor says how much for you to use a knife. Um, she then blocks the user, but then he makes another account and tells her, you know, you better not ignore me or, you know, you're, um, you're a worthless whore. Um, and then she basically says, like, you're a crazy pervert. And uh, that's when he returns the insult of calling her a whore again. Um, he then tips her 500 tokens to use a knife. Um, and then, surprisingly, she goes into her treasure chest and she pulls out a long ass knife and now I'm like super intrigued because I'm wondering if she's actually going to use a knife and now everyone in her room is telling her to use it so she puts the knife to her throat and says that she'll do it so the music is building um and she's continuing to get a ton of tips you like you hear this like message alert it's like a ding noise and we see she's reading the comp uh she's reading um uh, the comments and she's really you know contemplating slitting her throat um she then pulls a knife across her neck and blood is spilling out everywhere and so at this point i'm super confused i'm like what the, what the hell is going on like i thought this was about camming not like suicide um, we hear her messages are still going off like crazy and she's literally just slitting there like slumped over in a pool of her own blood with her head down. Um, a couple seconds goes by and I'm just like really confused because just a, just a, another side note guys, I had absolutely no idea what this movie was. I watched it the day it came out. I didn't know, um, that I didn't know anything about it. I didn't read the synopsis of anything. Um, I didn't see any of the hype on Twitter. I just was, I, it came up as a suggestion and I was like, all right, whatever, you know, I'll watch it. So then I, uh, just watched it one night when I was in Colorado and, um, I was like, wow, this is actually a really good movie. So anyway, um, we, we hear her messages going off like crazy. She's, I'm, I'm like, this girl's dead already. Like, is this, I thought she was the main character. I'm so confused. Um, but the, she then lifts up her head to reveal that she had latex skin across her neck and that it was all a prank. Um, so I was like, okay, different. I'm into it. I feel like if I ever did something like camming, this would definitely be my forte just because I love horror movies. Um, so the next scene is Alice cleaning up the fake blood and she's talking to her cat. Um, her rank has also jumped up to 53. Um, we also see that she's very organized when it comes to her camming. And she has a calendar uh, with her daily rank, how much money she makes, and what she did on that day. We also see that she's very connected to her social media standing and is constantly taping herself on her computer and her phone. Um, so it looks like she's uploading to the, t to the movie's version of like a Snapchat saying like, I'll see you guys later or I'll see you guys tomorrow, obviously because she's not dead. Um, we are then introduced to one of her guys. His name is Tinkerboy, who uh, wants to video chat with her. We then find out that he was actually the anonymous visitor in the room telling her to use a knife. So it all makes sense now. I assume they must have came up with a plan together, or she came up with a plan, and he said, you know, obviously yes, because he looks like he's 
a pervert. And I mean, I'm not pervert. I don't want that to sound offensive. He looks like he's very much into her and very much into the attention that um, he gives or that she gives uh, him. So he was all for it to help her. Um, we also find out that Tink is looking for a new job and that he also works in IT. Uh, we see that she lives alone in a huge house, so I have to assume she makes pretty decent amount of money because this is a pretty nice house, and and her camera room um, is pretty nice. It's it's pretty cute. Um, we are then introduced to her other uh, client guy friend, whose name is Barney, and apparently he's a pretty big tipper in the world of camming, um, or at least on this website. Uh, he continues tipping her. Um, as she gets into a bath to rinse off the fake blood. So it looks like she can interact with her guys all day long and they can tip her um, while she's chatting with them. So the next scene, uh, we're introduced to her mom and her brother Jordan. Uh, it looks like her mother works at a hair salon and a nail salon. Um, and her brother Jordan is only 17. And her brother Jordan's actually played by the guy that was in 13 Reasons Why. And forgive me, I cannot remember what his name is, but he's... Ugh, I don't remember. If you guys see him, you'll know exactly who he is. I suck. I'm sorry. I'll add it in later if I remember. Um, so we also see her buy an almost $5,000 memory foam sectional. So once again, we have to assume that she's making a pretty decent living with her camming job. Um, her brother Jordan also knows about her job uh, because she showed him how she cut her throat the previous night. Um, then we also know that her mom doesn't know about her job, but Alice will confides in Jordan and says, you know, once I get a higher rank and, you know, once I'm able to, um, you know, prove to her that this is a better or that I'm doing a good job, um, I'm definitely going to tell her. So the next scene, we see Alice in a local grocery store getting supplies for her brother's birthday party. Um, and she runs into Katie, who's an old friend from what I assume is high school. We never really get Alice's ex exact age, but I think it's 21, 22. Um, they small talk, and then Alice asks where the napkins are. And as she turns to follow Katie, she makes eye contact with a real-life tinker boy creepy uh she definitely has a look of panic on her face as their eyes meet and he basically like gets all like freaked out and like turns and like leaves the store um katie kind of noticing that alice is acting a little weird um alice then quickly um invites katie to her brother's birthday party um but we can obviously see that alice is totally spooked and freaked out as i would be too because you know when you're when you're camming and when you're online the guys you're talking to you know they don't know where you live and it's not like these girls are putting their public information out there for people to find them because there are crazy ass people in this world as we all know um and she I have to assume he somehow found her address and hacked it and um or you know figured out I don't know it's just obviously it's weird if you're used to talking to it would be like me like 
talking to one of you guys on Twitter and then, you know, walking outside of my apartment and seeing what you now it's completely different. I would be like, Oh my God. Hey, like what's up? What's going on? Cause you guys obviously just listen to my voice and we interact on Twitter. It's not like some, you know, I'm not doing some like creepy sex job over here. And <laughs> not that sex jobs are creepy, but you know what I mean? It's completely different. Um, so anyway, uh, the next scene, Alice is back home. She's pretty, um, Calm. She's chill now. It seems like she has gotten over the fact that she ran into this guy that she talks to online. Um, and she's opening up gifts from her guys. Um, and she's also on FaceTime with her cam friend, Fox. Um, now, Fox is also a cam girl. Um, and I just want to clarify that she's opening gifts from her guys because she has a P.O. box. And having that P.O. box could signify, you know, where you live, of course. I'm not exactly sure how P.O. boxes work, so that also could be dangerous. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that works, and maybe that's how he found her. I don't know. So anyway, Tinker Boy is incessantly trying to face chat with her, but she keeps denying it, and we are also introduced to the girl who holds the number one spot on the cam's website, and her name is Baby Girl. Um... So Alice is basically like talking shit on babies, uh, saying how she doesn't even try and she doesn't even get to know her guys. Um, Fox then says that baby is on a whole nother level. Uh, Fox then suggests they do a show together, but Alice interjects and says she doesn't do public shows. And then we also find out about her rules. Alice doesn't do public shows. She doesn't tell her guys that she loves them and she doesn't fake her orgasms. Uh, Fox then suggests they do a control show. And we find out there's actually a headquarters for cam girls called Cam Girl Clubhouse. Um, Alice then says, okay, we're going to do a control show from Cam Girl Clubhouse. So the next scene is Alice studying, which basically means she's watching other girls' channel to figure out what makes them more popular. Um, she is then interrupted by a face chat call from Barney, who holds up what um, we assume is an expensive tennis bracelet. So when I say that they face chat call her, it's not FaceTiming. I mean, it's kind of like FaceTiming, but it's like a protected version of it from the cam girl website. So it's not like she's giving her phone number out to these guys. It's like she's given, um, it's like, where, you know, wherever you go, if you go to, if you're on Skype or if you're on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat and you call someone, that's kind of like how this website works. So they don't actually have her real phone number. Um, so we see that Barney is an older guy, um, a very wealthy, rich, older man. Um, and he basically likes to give gifts to his girls and then, uh, we find out she's setting up an in-person date to go see him in the next couple weeks. So we are now in another live show with Alice, and it seems that she's dressed up as like a waitress in like a little bow tie, and she's eating a steak dinner. So um, I think the title of the show is her is her date night, um, and she's desperately trying to break the top fifty. It's her goal. So as she's gnawing at the stake, the request of her guys, she breaks in the top 50. She jumps up, pulls a string connected to a shit ton of cut. Sorry, a shit ton of confetti just falls all over her, gets over the carpet. Of course, me being the, you know, the cleanophobic person that I am and, 
you know, you know, we're attentive when it comes to cleaning. I'm like, oh my God, that's going to take forever for her to clean up. Cause that is a lot of confetti. Um, but unfortunately, as soon as she breaks the top 50, she starts dropping down real fast. We were like, I was just like, what the heck's going on? Uh, we then find out that another cam girl by the name of Princess X is a non, non nude cam girl is saying that she will get naked to rival Alice. So basically she's saying she sees that um, Alice is um, breaking the top 50. Her being jealous and being a non-nude model says that if Alice if Alice, Alice drops 10 ranks, that she will take her clothes off. Um, so Alice then signs off quickly, pretty defeated and pissed off. Um, she then gets a phone call from Tinkerboy, and it looks like she actually gave him her real number in case of emergencies, which might be another reason why he found out where she lives, because you can just type in somebody's area code and figure out where they live. Um, so we then find out that he, the reason that he is in the same town as she is, is because he got a job pretty close to her home, and then he's been staying at a local hotel. That's so fucking creepy. <laughs> um... So in a desperate attempt to get back to her top 50 spot, she calls Fox and tells her that they are doing the show at the Cam Girl Clubhouse, as I had mentioned earlier, um, which is basically what I can assume is a house full of cameras and cam girls. Um, we also find out that Alice jacked Barney from Baby. So Alice basically took the highest tipping guy and stole him from, the, from Baby Girl, who is the top rated cam girl just keep that in mind um so then alice goes to the cam girl clubhouse uh her and fox do their live control show on a machine called a vibatron alex alice does break the top 50 so basically what i found out which i didn't know before um a control show is basically um controlling whether you can come or not so um I guess the guys, the more they tip, they can either say, you know, make it faster or turn off the machine completely. Um, so, I, I mean, obviously, self-explainer control show. You're controlling whether the cam girl can have an orgasm or not. Um, but in doing this show, Alice breaks the top 50. So good for her. Um, it's now the next morning, and Alice is just waking up, and she grabs her phone, and she tries to log into her cam girl account to see that it's giving her an error message that she has the wrong password. Um, she then tries to reset her password and then finds out that there is no account associated with her email address. She then searches for her account and we see that she is online. So I assume that her account just glitched, but then we hear voices coming from her cam room. So this is when the movie starts to get pretty trippy and very black swanny. Um, she goes into her can room and sees that her TV monitor is on and playing her live room. So basically it's saying that she's live on camera right now when she's clearly not. Um, so she calls customer support and the first thing you do is they ask her for her access code, which is a super long access code. So they basically tell her that her channel is fine and seems to be working in order. It seems to be in working order and that the model's ID matches the person who is on her screen. 
Um, she then asks if they can just freeze her account, but the rep tells her that she can disable it from her model page, which is basically no help because she can't sign in. Um, so she's totally frustrated, as I would be too. Um, so Alice then signs in under a different account and starts typing in the room chat to try to explain that the site's malfunctioning. She basically says, hey guys, like that's not me on the screen, like that's not the right person. Um, but then um, she gets banned from that room, so she quickly makes another account called Mr. Teapot. Um, she then starts typing in the group chat with herself She's basically talking to herself. She's trying to get a response. Um, and she's basically typing like, like, hey, hello, like what's going on? To try and see if the person on the screen is actually going to respond to her considering she is in live time and this thing on the screen, whatever the hell it is, see if that's actually real. Um, and just as soon as she typed hello, whatever this weird thing that looks exactly like her on the screen said, Oh, it looks like we have a new friend. Hello, Teapot. Which is so freaking creepy. Like, what the fuck moment? Like, I would literally have an identity crisis because you are typing to yourself and you're responding to yourself, but it's not really you on the screen. Like, what the fuck? Like, this movie is so freaking trippy. Um, so she is now back at the Camgirl Clubhouse, basically showing her Camgirl friends, like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and saying that her account is being hijacked by a lookalike. Um, Alice thinks that it might be Princess, but Princess claims she has nothing to do with it and that accounts get jacked all the time. Um, she's also explaining to her cam girlfriends that they're like, oh, you know, maybe it's just a re or it's just your old recordings being played. And Alice is like, no, like you can talk to it and it talks back. Um, so she tries to call, so she calls customer service again. And of course, the first thing they ask her for is her access code. And now her access code is wrong. Um, she then goes to her mom's salon to drop off her uh, brother's present for his birthday party, which is just a bunch of video games. Um, and just as she's about to leave, Tinkerboy walks in to the salon with flowers. <laughs> so we find out that this fake sex bot thing that's impersonating Alice told Tinkerboy last night that she wanted him in her real life and that she loved him. Um, I also just want to make a side note um, that Alice's appearance is getting very worn out and very tired. Um, her hair is just very flat. Like she's just very all, completely out of sorts. Like the person that she was when you first started watching the movie is completely different than the person that's in front of you now. Um, so we are now back at her home and she tries to sign in again under her old account with no success. Uh, we then see that she's trying to make a new account under her same name, but then it says like error, like your ID is already on file because obviously it's hijacked by this person that looks exactly like her. Um, she then clicks on her account, um, with hesitation and we see that the fake Lola is in a public library and is basically flashing in public, which is against her rules. So obviously we know that it's not her because her rules were, you know, she doesn't do anything in public. Um, so 
It's just getting real trippy, guys. Like, at this point, I just, I, I am so curious to see what the frick this thing is that I'm like, okay, like, come on, movie, like, let's go. Like, I want to know what the ending is. Um, so we then see that a group of young boys are watching the video, and I have to assume that it's Jordan's friends, and I assumed right as the real Alice walks in with the cake to the birthday party. Um, I also am assuming that this is where her mom and everybody else finds out that Alice is the cam girl. Um, we also see that her random friend Katie is there, and then she asks Alice to take random ass photos of her and the outfit she's in. At this, this whole part of the movie I was kind of confused on, um, because I didn't really know what the purpose of Katie was. I assumed that Katie was behind it, but, like, none of it made sense because the way that the thing on the TV was interacting with her guys in the chat room, it's just, that's a lot of, that's a lot of technical work and, like, technical genius that you need to know, and I didn't think that it was this girl, but I had, honestly, guys, I had no idea. Um, the next scene is we see that Jordan is fighting his friends to get their, his friend's phone, um, which is playing Alice's cam room. Um, he's trying to, you know, get his friends to stop watching it because that's his sister naked. Uh, but, unfortunately not before her mother and everyone else sees and hears Alice on the screen. Um, so she basically is trying to explain herself saying like, I was going to tell you mom, but then the mom's like, no, like I'm not listening to this. Like we're doing cake. And then Alice basically just storms out. Um, so we are now back with Alice as she watches herself. She's back. She's at home now and she's watching herself on her cam room, but obviously it's not her. Um, so she is trying to get her fake sex bot to flog and smack herself while the real Alice is basically losing her shit. Um, so whatever this thing is, then grabs uh, her treasure chest and says like, oh, you guys want to get like real crazy? And she pulls out a gun. <laughs> so her rank is climbing like super high now. And just as someone tips her a massive amount to blow her head off, she blows her head off, which obviously causes Alice to freak the fuck out because she literally just watched her, like, doppelganger thing blow her head off, which basically basically is, like, her blowing her head off. Like, it's just, it was a lot at that point. Um, so this is when she decides to call the police, which I already know are going to be no help because in a horror movie, doctors and police, never any help. Um, so the cops get there. They're no help. And the one cop actually comes on to her, which is freaking disgusting and, and repulsive um, and gross, nasty. Um, so then the pervy cop leaves and Alice, Alice decides to go back online and discover that Lola is going to be doing a show with Baby Girl, a.k.a. the girl in the number one spot. So Allison tries to make contact with Baby Girl to no avail. But then Baby Girl makes a comment about a fireman putting out her fire which I recognized immediately as something that Lola had said before she was hacked by whatever this thing is. So now we see that whoever is controlling Lola is also controlling baby girl. Um, it seems like they are, whatever this thing is, is using information from when they were actually themselves and playing it against all these other girls. 
Um, so then she calls Fox her cam girlfriend to figure out baby's first name and address, but Fox, is, of course, is no help. Um, she then checks her calendar and sees that she has a date with Barney, that her date with Barney is coming up. Uh, the next scene, she's nervously waiting for him, and I already know I'm going to call this shit right now. It's going to be bad. Um, so, like I said, Barney's a normal old, old dude who loves messing around with young chicks, um, young cam girls. Um, no judgment, whatever, live your life. Um, so they're sitting at dinner and he makes a comment that he is the guy who decides if girls rank or if they don't. Uh, we then see that Alice agreed to go on this date to get information on baby. And then Barney makes another comment about how he was the one who got her into the top 10. We then find out that baby is from Georgia and she's also a prom queen. Um... So Alice then excuses herself to the bathroom and finds out that the town baby girl is supposedly from, but as she is doing that, she gets a notification that Lola, her crazy-ass doppelganger sex bot thing, is online. Barry also gets the notification that this thing is online. He then gets suspicious, goes into the bathroom, basically assaults her in the bathroom for alleging to, to be scamming him, so... Super great dude, not. Uh, thankfully, she gets away and she gets home. Um, back home, she's pacing her bedroom while researching uh, Baby, who is the number one girl. And she's also watching the live feed of Baby and Lola. She then decides that, or that, sorry, she then discovers that Baby's real name is Hannah Darren. And here's the kicker, guys. The bitch is dead. She's dead. Um... So then we are brought back to the live feed of the two cam girls, and this is where it just gets real super trippy because the two fake cam girls are walking around Alice's real house and going into her real bedroom. At this point, I'm just so confused because how the hell did whoever is behind this get into her real home with those fake things? Um, like, did they hack her computer and phone to see what her house looks like in order to create this video? Uh, I, and you know, Alice is just freaking the fuck out. I'm freaking the fuck out because I have no idea what's going on. Um, so they walk into her bedroom. Um, we then see the two fake cam girls grab a picture off her nightstand and we see that they're holding it up to the camera and she's saying, oh, that's my dorky little brother, Jordan, which is super fucked up because I'm pretty sure cam girls like don't put their families on blast just like they don't put their you know, personal information out there. Um, so then I'm like, well, maybe Barney's behind all this and is pissed, like he's exposing her family. Um, she then is just so completely furious and fed up that she takes her MacBook and she just starts slamming it against her dresser. You know, she's breaking it, she's pissed off. I'd be, I'd do the same fucking thing. Like, don't fuck with my family. Um, like, fuck with me all you want, but if you fuck with my family, like, it's over. Um, so anyway, in the next scene, Alice goes to her mom's house and we see that someone has spray painted whorehouse, um, onto the side of it, which is pretty fucked up. Um, so she goes in, she then tries to explain to her mother that she was going to tell her, but wanted to wait till she was in the top 10, um, basically until she thought she was good enough. Her mom then confesses, she kind of like looks at Alice and she says, um, you know, you're... Caming is good 
Um, and her mom also admitted to watching her daughter on the campsite, which is kind of creepy, but also not judging. Um, her mother then makes a pretty bold statement saying that Alice is a completely different person on the show and saying how put together she is because obviously your mom knows you better than anybody else. And her mom basically is like, I get, you know, the bratty nail biting version of you while the whole rest of the world gets this very clean, put together, confident girl. Um, Alice then tries to explain, um, and failing that the person that that person isn't her, but her mom just isn't getting it. Um, she then tries to show her mother, Lola, basically tries to show her that her account is hijacked, but of course Lola is not online. Um, Jordan, her brother then comes into the kitchen and basically just completely ignores his sister, which sucks. Um, it's all just fucked up. So now that Alice's MacBook is broken, the next scene is at a public library. She's on a public computer, and we see that she's located in New Mexico. Interesting. Um, she is then researching about Hannah Darn's death, aka Baby Girl's death, and we see that she was in a car accident. Alice then digs even further, and we see that Baby has done live shows with other girls who are also supposedly missing. Um or copied in a sense. She also finds out that all the ones who are supposedly being copied or missing um, are always online at the same time and their top friend is Tinker Boy, aka the creep who moved into her town for work. So now I'm assuming that Tink is the one who's behind everything because it was mentioned earlier that he was in IT. Alice then goes over to where he is staying to confront him and confines in, confines in him that someone stole her show. Um, he then tells her that they were, he he's basically just being, you know, he tells her that they were brought together for a reason, and then she's being tested, and he's her life helper. Um, she's clearly nervous and doesn't want to be there, super uncomfortable, but she is using her power over him to get him to help her. Um, and the, Alice then asks Tinker Boy who he thinks she is, the the fake one, fake Lola. And he says, probably some lowlife who has her address and says, like, oh, you should just stay here tonight. The next scene, so freaking weird, guys. We see that Alice has fallen asleep on Tink's hotel bed, and then we hear the shower running and Tink and Lola both moaning from the bathroom. <laughs> Alice of course, wakes up and sees what's going on, confronts Tink, who says he was only investigating, and he tries to, like, kind of lunge at her a little bit. She then tases him with a pink taser. Love that. Um, she then He then confesses what he knows and says it takes whatever it can find of you online and that this thing is on all campsites and how he can usually tell if one of the girls is going to be copied, but he has no idea how it works works so we have a name for it called it um which kind of reminds me of it follows a little bit um so we then hear lola's voice coming from tink's computer in the bathroom alice goes into the bathroom picks up the computer and starts talking to lola so we then get this creepy visual of fake lola talking to the real lola not realizing what she looks like so, of course, it's super mind-trippy right now, considering she has no clue what or who she is. Um, Alice, realizing this, races home and sees that Lola is still online. 
She then sets up her camera and her monitor to face her mirror. Alice then tips a ton of money to have a private chat with Lola, but she covers her ca- her she covers uh, her camera with her hand. So as Lola um, agrees to the private chat, um, Alice then uncovers her camera, and this thing, whatever it is, doesn't recognize that the person she's talking to is exactly what she looks like because obviously she's fake. She's some kind of like prototype. Um, Alice then tells Lola to sit in front of her vanity and it's basically a reflection of the screen so that whoever is watching in the cam room or in the cam chat can see that they look exactly the same because obviously the people that are in the chat room are real. Um, she tells Lola she wants to see, she wants to show everyone how good they look together a.k.a. get the real humans on her side to try and beat whatever this thing is. Um, So Alice then asks the guys which Lola is the best Lola. She then suggests the game Monkey See, Monkey Do and lets the room pick the winner. Um, And whoever wins gets a prize. So the first round, Lola wins and commands Alice to strip due to the guys in the room asking for it. Alice then strips and then ups the ante by smashing her face into her vanity counter, causing her nose to bleed. So, fake Lola smashes her face while trying to compete, does the same, but no blood appears. And Alice is basically like, ha, like you lose, but then it glitches and the blood appears. Alice smashes her face again and breaks her nose at this point. But, and of course, at this time, she's starting to lose consciousness. She's starting to go in and out of it. Um, Alice then, so basically the guys are competing back and forth and Lola smashes, fake Lola smashes her face under her vanity and it glitches again and more blood. So obviously the guys in this room are like freaking out. They're like, whoa, does like Lola have a twin? Like what's going on? Like who is this? Who's doing this? Um, So then the guys basically vote for Alice. Um, Alice then gets her prize and her prize is asking for Lola's account password. So we see whatever, we see that whatever this thing is, is only agreeing to do these things because of money and rank. And her rank is dropping because she's not giving Lola or she's not giving Alice her password, aka she's losing money. She then gives Alice her password. Alice going in and out of consciousness gets the password goes into the account, and deletes the Lola account. So, pretty crazy. Her nose looks pretty disgusting at this point, but, you know, obviously I'm all for it because I love me some gore in the horror movies. Um, So the next scene is Alice in her bathroom peeling off a Band-Aid from her nose, which is still all kinds of fucked up. So I have to assume she did not go to the doctors. Um, She kind of just let it heal crooked. Um, We then hear her... In the next scene, talking to her mother and explaining, her mother is basically like, well, what if this happens again? And uh, Alice says, well, then I'm going to make another one, and then I'll make another one, make another one. Um, We then see that Alice, in the next scene, we see that she's creating a new account under the name Eve Bot, and is some kind of, in some kind of, like, alien setting, with a blue wig and a fake ID. 
So then it shows Alice creating her new account and it shows her getting ready and it ends with Alice saying hello to her audience. So overall, I really like this movie. As I said earlier, I'm so interested in the world of gaming. So it's definitely, of course, it shows Mary's sinister side. I do have a billion and one questions though. What the fuck is it? Like who or what is behind this weird ass, but you know, sex bot shape shifter doppelganger things? Like is Alice going to break her nose every time it tries to copy her? Bottom line, I need an ASAP. I need a sequel like ASAP. Um, so I also did a little bit more research about the ending and I read an article about it and it basically said that whatever this thing is, is an algorithm for Lola one. Um, I will link the interview or I will link the article because it's super interesting. So basically they had versions of the script early on where she goes to find Lola and there'd be servers and all this stuff. Um, but the director said it was just distracting from the core of the story because it's a story about fractured identity. He continued, this is going uh, to be from Alice's point of view. Alice doesn't really care what the thing is. She just wants to get back on her show. Um, he goes on to say that this is exactly what Alice does. She goes through this hellish experience. At the end, of course, she's going to go back and do what she loves because that's what she loves. There's no other option for her. A passionate artist who will uh, stop at nothing to do their craft. Um, and just like the artists in those films who return to their passions despite the cost of suffering for their art, Alice goes back in the end. Um, and that's what exactly what Alice does. So like I said, I will have that article linked in the show notes. Um, so definitely go check it out. Super interesting. I kind of just skimmed um, or I kind of just pulled out. I, I read the whole thing, but I just pulled out the parts that obviously pertain to what I'm talking about. Um so now that the thoughts are, so now that the synopsis and the thoughts are accounted for, let's get into the part of the show that I'm super, super excited about. Uh, my interview with a real life cam girl. Um, so first I wanted to introduce her. Her cam name is Spooky Buns. It's S-P-O-O-K-Y-B-U-N-Z. Um, like I said, I linked her cam page on her Instagram. So definitely go check her out, follow her, show her some love. Um, so as I mentioned before, her and I communicated via Instagram and I legit slid into her DMs and she was kind enough to take some time to answer my questions. So let's get into the questions and, um, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's like my first kind of guest on the show. Um, and I also just wanted to say thank you so much for, um, thank you so much to her for doing this for me. Um, so I basically slid into her DMs and I just said, uh, you know, I'm a horror movie uh, review podcaster and wondering if she happened to watch Cam on Netflix and what her thoughts were. She said she loved the movie and she'd love to give me my thoughts. So now I'm, I'm going to read her answer. As someone who's been in the Cam community for the last five years, I felt like the movie was made by and for the people in this industry. There was also so many little references and anxieties that we face that were addressed in this movie, and it was refreshing to see a realistic representation of what it's like to be a cam girl. That being said, I found the horror aspect a little weak by the end of the movie. I wish that they had taken it into more of a black swan psychological thriller than supernatural, but I think in doing that, they would have sacrificed appealing to a broader audience. All in all, I love the movie. 
It was much better than some of the other movies I've seen about this industry. You can tell it was really written with love and respect for the community and was really well done considering some of the other movies I've seen from this drama. I mean, sorry, from the genre. <laughs> so the first question I asked her was, uh, what are your thoughts on what people think of camming? I know a lot of people are totally against it and I think it's ludicrous. Not me, haha, I find it interesting. She then said, I think every facet of the adult industry has gained a negative stigma. Camming was destined to be frowned upon like its predecessors stripping and escorting to name a few. It's sad to see a whole group of people instantly discredited because of their particular set of skills and talents and the medium in which they present them. There will always be people against the freedom to express one's self in a sexual way. But I think we've come a long way and we have become very vis visible in regular media over the last few years. I'm very proud to see the growth and the acceptance that we've gained despite being such a controversial job. Before I started caming, I worked in sex shops and porn stores since I was 18. I used to get a decent amount of protesters and angry people, so I think I'm kind of used to that by now. Oh, I love these answers, guys. They're so good. Like I said, I'm reading them with you, so I'm going to have the same... I'm, I'll say any of my reactions. Um... So the second question I asked her was, do you think there is a mastermind behind the top 10 girls and is it hard to break? She said, it's so incredibly hard to break top 10. I can't even put it into words. The girls in the top 10 work 60 to 80 hours a week. A lot of those girls have been working long and consistent hours for a few years before they even get to that point. I think the scene in Cam with the disappointment Lola feels after losing top 50 is so relatable to so many Cam girls. The amount of time and effort that goes into the job to achieve your goals is astronomical. That being said, I think there's definitely some politics behind how girls become so visible. But I think that's more of a lot that's a lot more behind the scenes drama than anything. Interesting. So it is pretty freaking hard to get up into those top 10 and top 50s. Um the third question I asked was, do you ever feel unsafe while caming with all the scary people out there, or is it just a misjudgment? She said, I love caming because of the safety it gives me. I don't meet up with anyone and love the protection of being able to control the information I give out. There's always the possibility of something happening, whether it be uh, being doxxed or an abusive uh, member. But I think a lot of us are aware of the risks. Anyone who puts themselves out there in a visible way should be. I've definitely felt more unsafe working in clothing stores than I've ever felt online. Huh, interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, the fourth question I asked, um, do you think that people who watch get a bad reputation? Uh, she said, I think that depends on the viewer. There's definitely ways to earn a bad reputation as a viewer, especially with the models and other members. But the members who follow cam etiquette are respect respectful, usually have a great reputation in the community. It's probably about equal to being a regular porn consumer to outsiders, though, since I feel like camming is pretty much thought of as interactive porn to most people unfamiliar with the deeper side of it. When you explore the community, it becomes apparent that there's much more than just sexual entertainment. The bond between the members and the models is crazy and special, and getting to see how models express their creativity is such a beautiful thing. Ugh. So that was all the questions I asked her, guys. Um, I didn't want to get too much into detail. You know, I didn't want to, you know, delve too much into it. Um, she did 
um, say that she is 26 and she's been in the industry since she was 21, which is very, very cool. Um, so shout out to her again. Thank you so much for being a part of my show and taking the time to answer my questions. Yo, her answers were boss, guys. Like, I don't know if you think that, but I have to say her answers were so good. Like, like I said, this is, I was reading the questions live here right now. I did not pre-read them because I wanted to give, um, you know, my very raw and honest, uh, reaction to them. And her answers were so good. Like, I don't even think I could answer questions that well. <laughs> so shout out to her for sure. Um, so like I said, her uh, links for her um, cam and her, uh, her Instagram are going to be below in my show notes. So if you guys haven't gotten out there and watched Cam yet, or gotten inside and watched Cam yet, I guess I should say, please go watch it. I think it's a great movie. Um, it's very insightful. I mean, freaking Stephen King even tweeted and said it was a good movie. So you gotta believe the horror king. I mean, come on. Um, so definitely go watch it. It was great. I loved it. Um, I think even uh, the actress, um, Madeline, sorry, let me check what her last name is. Um, I tweeted something out like as soon as I watched Cam and said like it was a bomb ass movie. And I'm pretty sure Madeline Brewer, she liked the, um, the tweet that I tweeted <laughs> about it, which is cool. Um, and also before I go, shout out to Blumhouse official Twitter for calling me out for my Twitter name. <laughs> you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Seriously, please go follow me on Twitter because this is hilarious. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at HorrorDaddiesRS. And so I think that's going to be it for this evening's, uh, um, Horror Nights In show with me. Um, I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode and be sure to message, DM, tweet, or email me what your favorite scary movie is so I can give you my honest and horrific opinion. Until then, guys, be safe, stay scary, go live your best life if you're a cam girl. <laughs> Bye, guys.